and welcome to The Relevance of Now with William Linville. Today, William is going to share clarity on race and why it was created. And why was race created, William? Well, if you go back to the beginning and the breakdown of Crater splitting itself off in all of these different facets to come onto this planet from all over the planet, all the way to body makeup, since this is way even really pretty much before genetics. Well, yes, you could pop in, pop out of the body. You'd pop into the animal bodies, you'd pop out of the animal bodies. So you were still with such a higher frequency and benevolence that you were able to come in and come out of the physical form. Then you decided as creator to create a form called a human. The breakdown of that is human, God in the mammalian species. Like rather than having everyone be all alike, part of the split down was also for creator to learn and expand upon itself and to learn more about itself. So it brought through what's now called Japanese, Chinese, dark-skinned brothers, Indians, natives, African-Americans, and Greek, and Ukrainian, all the way through English, British. And all this was to do was to bring out different facets of creator exploring and learning and growing about itself, bringing forth so much more eclecticness, so much more diversification to where here I am. I may be African-American, I may be Caucasian, I may be Asian doesn't really matter, but I'm going to come to you that's of a different ethnic, let's say Greek. Well, you have your ways of life, and it's kind of funny because even through the genetic streams based upon where you picked um, a body on this planet, your body starts to merge. It starts to match in a very survival-driven level, but it's if you're in a cold environment, yes. There's times your feet, your hands, your body is going to be thicker. Hence is the weather patterns. There's times if you're in a very warm climate, your body's going to create a different color to deflect heat, but also to ensure that it is going to be able to function, survive in that element. Whether it's Eskimo, okay, it's coming out with a whole different weather pattern, which your body so majestically creates, it opens up. And it becomes very much in a state where the body can function and with all the attributes of not too cold, not too warm, all the thermoregulators in the body start to really adapt into, once again, the environment, which goes into the personalities where it's colder more often than not. It's a lot more sharper sort of frequency as far as the way you speak, communication, and so forth. Now, This is where we get into, there's the Germans, there's the Americans, on and on. They're all fancy names, but it really comes all the way back to the body makeup. And how blessed we are, dear ones on that part of the planet, they have different diet plans due to the elements, due to what they have accessible, and now it's called, quote, German food. When you go to Africa or Asia, yeah, they're taking in all their resources to create what you would call Asian cuisine or African cuisine. And it's really interesting, right? Because it's a way of life. You know, if you can imagine creator as a whole with all of its eclectiveness, all of its diversities to where 
It fits in, it plays everywhere with whatever, however, to where it's able to adapt to any and all environment and also able to adapt to what is available in these areas. In Greece, okay, you have heroes, you have lamb, you have all these different kingdoms that might as well in the U.S. be cows. So you're taking the resources available and you're creating these cuisines from it. I say cuisines based also in your way of life. And you create with what you have around, what you have accessible, and that's come to be all these different cuisines. But then, you know, you go back to the personality and how the personality, more often than not, matches the weather patterns and the environments. And the skin colors do as well. The flesh does as well as the largest organ in the body, how it picks up different pigmentations to survive, different sweat glands, different abilities of floating, sinking, and all this fun stuff, depending on your environment. And it's pretty awesome because its creator in all of its quadrillions of facets expressing and exploring itself in all these different unique and diversifications to get to know itself further. So creator ourselves have created this diversity and is sex, power, and greed consciousness the only reason we see each other differently? It really is. It's kind of interesting, right? If I was to relocate to Africa right this minute, I would be the diversity if an African-American came to this continent. Well, they would be the diversity, hypothetically. In Asian, uh, Japanese, Chinese, it it doesn't really matter. Indian, Native, because we're going to be very specific. I mean, the Natives were here first, so why isn't everyone pretending to be Native? Now, this is where we get into sex, power, greed, The strong survive, the weak will perish, on and on and on. To where that's more of a mental, emotional, ego game of a search and a yearning of who's going to be at the top of the pedestal. Whom is going to be the chosen ones? Who's going to be the dominant ones? Which goes back to sex, power, greed, survival of the fittest, Darwin and Lamarck theories. Except I know I didn't come from something in the ocean. Neither did humanity, so or gorillas and all that fun stuff. But it's interesting, right? Because you take all this, if we could just together for a minute, take a breath, dissolve all the invisible lines called borders, which has more to do with domination once again, rather than how best can I compliment this dear one? And then this dear one saying, how best can I compliment this dear one? How can we come together to celebrate our unique differences, but share our unique differences to where we come together in a wholeness. So it's not like gender or culture related, but some dear ones, they're more from the land. They enjoy pottery so much more. They enjoy these different elements and attributes. Well, yeah, part of that's genetic. If you're a Cherokee, if you're an Apache, if you're a Sioux or African-American, German, Swedish, or the Norwegians and all this fun stuff. Yeah, everyone has their beautiful gifts and tools to bring together as a whole, not so much the ones up here, ones down there. Now, if we could skip all the little survival of the fittest, power games, 
all of that, you would see how much, whether it's Korean, whether it's African-American, whether it is Caucasian, Indian, when you sit in a room together without any walls up, without any polarities, without any levels of separation, it's so cool how you get to come together to put together a whole way of life, not yours, not mine, not theirs, but a wholeness of how to function in a body on a planet to add to one another's live streams. Where is that sex power greed at now? Is it on the way out? Is it still holding strong for a while longer? It's definitely on its way out. That's why you're watching so much globally, all of these uprisings of their ones saying quite literally from their higher levels, enough is enough. Now, I would say they're really going over the top as far as, you know, burning, blowing things up, all of that. That's just a lot of teenagers at a frat party, okay? And letting out all their anger, rage, issues, 99% have nothing to do with race. It's just a way in an avenue, like with the whole COVID thing. They've been so worked up, so worked up, so steamed up that now that that's passing, they're coming back out and they're looking to find a place to release it or to act on it. Now, whether it be the stuff here in the U.S., police brutality, blah, blah, blah. Well, is that an okay behavior? Well, of course not. It's your brother harming your brother for, once again, sex, power, greed, domination, and who's going to be the superior party. Now, Brother Humanity as a whole, globally, are coming out and coming up and saying we're no longer willing to accept anything less than integrity. Some, I will say, are going way over the top and beyond, but that's just them releasing beyond just the whole COVID and their childhood issues, authority issues, whatever, whatever it may be, because no one has authority over you. That's just a big, giant head game. No one has the power, like even going back to Gandhi for a minute, who was in prison and on and on, but he knew very well he could expand beyond the walls of the prison. They could not imprison his spirit. They could not take that away from him, which once again had him superseded, overcome that, yeah, you may be able to put my body over here, but you cannot take away my spirit, my heart, my passion. You cannot take away my higher levels. You cannot take away my wisdom, my clarity. You cannot take away from those that are truly looking for their power, empowerment. You cannot truly take that away. Empowerment isn't another domination and a game of domination. Empowerment says, hey, number one, I have choice, which is something no one can ever do, beat you down, or take that away from you. No one can take that light in your eyes away from you. The only way that you've seen that occur is others that were more willing to give it away, to be broken down, broken down, given their power away, their life force away, to be more in a state of submission rather than living. And when you go here on this whole planet right now, you get rid of all the ego, superiority complexes, inferiority complexes, on and on and on. And you really are now able to go direct with how you feel, who you are, that really has nothing to do with a color, 
or a belief system because many are still acting out what happened to 25 generations ago to their family. Well, let's all take a breath, (sighs) decompress, and really stop for a minute and question, okay, what was, was, all right, so be it, but am I really willing to let it have that much power on my life now? Am I going to go back to an old paradigm, all these archaic ways to have to try to prove something different? Or am I going to go back all these different generations and play victim, victimizer? Or can I sit here for a moment, take a deep breath in through my nose into my lower tummy, just gently exhaling as slow as you can and say, wait, I right here, right now, am creator animating through this physical incarnational journey. And now I don't fit into a culture, color, or creed. I am here as creator beyond culture, color, and creed. And now when we get back to taking your true power back with this body, with this life stream that I have, which each and every day, you have the ability of pure manifestation rather than being like a hamster on a wheel where we can step out and say, look, this is my life. I'm no longer going to make reasons, excuses, and so forth for what's ever happened. I right here, right now, as creator incarnate, as the love that I am, as the light that I am, I now have a say-so over what I'm willing to run through, to proceed overcome, what I'm willing to create this day, this moment in my life stream. Now, do ones have their issues, prejudice, and blah, 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 but let's honor that's where they're at, whatever works for you. But let's more importantly feel, embody your power right here, right now, in this moment. You know, I could say culture is no more different than religion, belief systems. You know, many have come in, many have been truthsayers, many have been way showers. But now, for you personally, what is the truth of you? Let's not be in denial. Funny things, like I say, funny, like peculiar, odd things are occurring. But we can all go there and give all of our focus to that, or we can shake our head, look up, look around us. And doing everything we can about true power, true empowerment, which is the biggest change we can make in the world and your life is to walk your own specific, unique walk. If you enjoy being Greek, great. Enjoy all the traditions. If you enjoy being Judaic, please, yes, enjoy all the traditions. And this goes for every culture, color, and creed. But let's all honor you're not that culture, color, and creed. It's just where your body was created and where you came into the body at. Now, going further, clearer, more direct, and I would say true power, is who are you now? What matters to you now? Because you're walking your walk, and at that point, it's almost like the body disappears. The pigmentations disappear. You start seeing beyond all of it into the soul level, then the light particles that are behind and in each and everyone's eyes. And you see the true essence of them rather than where they came from. 
Yes. Thank you for that clarity on race. And when it comes to racism, are there things that people can, if they're called to, do to accelerate the reduction of it? Yes. When you're going about your day, when you're out and about, let's just take a breath. Let's feel you, number one. Let's observe at those times if something is occurring around you or right in front of you that fits under those guises and guidelines. I would encourage you because it's presenting right in front of you to nip it, address it, to rise to the occasion of it's like taking children that are about to go into hand to hand combat at lunch hour from school, and you're kind of shaking them, saying, hey, wake up, wake up, wake up. And you become right there as, a let's just say, somewhat of a mediator, a voice of wisdom, a voice of clarity. You're not jumping into picking a side. That's where things get in trouble. And then when you pick a side, you're already planning for conflict. We're not picking a side. We're walking through it if and as it shows up in your life stream around you. And then we address it when and as it's right there. You're not repressing. You're not suppressing. You're not projecting your wishes onto another or your ideals or your belief systems. You're sharing with them from a clarity standpoint, being in it but not of it for both parties equally. And you're sharing, well, why are you doing what you're doing? You're bringing it to their attention. You know, why did they suppose they came into this live stream anyways? It wasn't to go to hand-to-hand battle with everyone or anyone specifically. It was the embracement of all sentient beings on all levels, every country, every culture, every creed, to see the beauty within them all. That's beautiful. And to see the light within them all. Everyone is light. And what I find interesting, Mike, let's say every, let's say all of a sudden, creator consciousness step back, made everyone same color, identical. Doesn't matter if it's black, green, purple, blue, orange. Doesn't matter what the color is. Let's say everyone became just that color. And that color, that way of life, whatever. Well, it's kind of interesting, right? Because for one, you'd be totally polarizing yourself. And due to the ego levels of consciousness, you would find from the ego something other to hold against one another for that same game of sex, power, greed, and survival mechanisms. Rather than sitting here together, having a giant powwow or however, to where Hey, let's honor all of our sameness. I don't know. But but at the same time, what a bummer that would be. It doesn't matter to me if everyone's Hispanic, if everyone is Christian or Judaic or Hebrew and all this other stuff. I mean, if that was all the same, what would be the next level of survival from the ego that says, I and I alone have to be at the top of the pedestal, which is a whole different game of trying to egoically prove that you're good enough, trying to play a superiority or inferiority complex. Well, what happens when none of that exists? 
you weren't born and brought here to have conflict. At one time, you were here in all these different species, and you really did see no difference, but you really did embrace one another. Then the whole karmic wheel, blah, 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 created all these divisions, the 12 tribes of Levite, and all these other stuff, created all these divisions, which goes into sex, power, greed, domination, control, manipulation, blah, blah, blah. I was going to make a comment earlier that you know it's the ego because there's a government. So, and I say that on one hand, although I'm all for organization where we can all play together. We have streetlights, stop signs, uh, whatever, whatever. Great. How we can all play together to complement one another. Awesome. But then you elect officials, hopefully not about Democrat, Republican, not about culture, color, creed, not about any of the parties, but you're voting for them based upon your heart, their heart, and what sort of job that you find they could really do for the whole, rather than voting for their ones because they have the same anger issues you do, or voting for them because they think like you do. What about voting for truly a dear one? that you really find through your heart and their heart that they will really be the best candidate to come from the most integrity, if not all integrity, to affect the whole of countries, world, United Nations, whatever, that they would truly come from the heart and do the best job. I don't care if they're green, purple, blue, male, female. Is their heart wide open? Can you really feel the sincerity not just through their voice, but from the vibratory levels within their voice. And that's where you use your own gift of discernment to find what feels appropriate, no longer based in emotion, but based from your heart. Thank you, William, for that clarity on race and how it was created and also clarifying how we can assist in our day-to-day life about racism and how people can function optimally period, no matter what the circumstances are outside of them. And thank you for joining us. Please click subscribe to hear future episodes of The Relevance of Now. Until then, namaste. Namaste. Namaste.